0: coronavirus spreading from Wuhan, China, all the way across the Pacific Ocean, now here in Washington State. How serious is this? And what effect might it have on the farming world? welcome back we continue the farming show here on KCMI new stock 790 i'm dylan honkoop glad to have you along for the ride this morning do you have toilet paper really it's kind of a rough deal for people who actually need toilet paper namely myself uh, you go to costco there's nothing there what was what, What's with this is joining us on the program this morning? Uh, he's a Skagit, for, well, he's a native Whatcom County uh, farmer, but now a Skagit County dairy farmer. He's a humorist and an all around ag Twitter golden boy. Dwayne Favor. welcome to the program. You know, Vance Crowe the other day called you one of the most well-known farmers in the world. Is that, is that true?
1: Oh my goodness, that's quite the acolytes. I I don't know if that's true or not. Did you see that tweet from him? I did not, actually. I'll have to go back and look. good grief. Aren't you on Twitter like (laughs) 24-7? I should be more, apparently. (laughs) I'm not not enough.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks for being Mm -hmm. with us on the program this morning. Um, Coronavirus uh, is having, from what I'm reading, potentially some impacts on dairy markets how did how does that work i i know you like to follow this stuff pretty closely what's happening globally with markets and all this kind of stuff that i just barely understand
1: yeah it it has had an impact the the crazy thing is we had some really bullish news in the fact that china dropped their tariffs on dairy products uh here recently about last week they came out and announced that they'd be uh, bringing in dairy products again which is which is bullish for the dairy industry and yeah, you kind of have this worldwide slowdown, worldwide shutdown, and that's had an impact. You've got a flight to safety as, as capital flees other countries and starts buying U.S. bonds and driving up the price of the American dollar, which makes us less competitive on the global market. So that's had an impact. Mm. And and then just, uh, the, just the fear in general. You know, the coronavirus is leading to a sinking of, of all asset classes, of all commodities, and uh, we're not immune to that in the dairy industry, and we've definitely seen that the last month or so. We've had about a what two dollar drop in uh, eh, maybe about fifty two dollar drop in the class three market, and then class four market. Uh, the butter market has has really gotten hammered, and so it's uh, definitely definitely had an impact and. It'll be interesting to see where it all shakes out at. Now, uh,
0: is that th- those drops that you talk about in prices, is that you you think or is it being attributed entirely to this coronavirus situation or are there other factors in play there?
1: So there are some other factors. Uh, you know, it has been profitable the last six months to, to make milk. And so there has been an expansion of the dairy herd. You know, we've uh, slowed down on calling. And so that there's more and more cows out there producing more. There's a big cheese report that came out here recently saying cheese inventories were quite a bit higher than they were. A, a year ago and so that that has weight on the market too and so you know anytime it's profitable there's expansion on the dairy side and we keep putting more milk out there so we'll we'll see where it goes but uh i i almost think that some of the bigger factor is you know we're just put it putting out too much milk again and we'll see we'll see where we're at it can uh, we just
0: can, can we just convince you dairy farmers just to hold on at least for a few months before putting right. on more cows
1: Right. Well, it was interesting. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day that was involved in the, the marijuana industry, and the marijuana price, I guess, has completely collapsed. Mm -hmm. And so leave it to farmers to screw up the most lucrative product (laughs) out there, (laughs) the highest margins possible and give, give dairy farmers the green light and we'll find a way to overproduce and completely collapse literally any market. So
0: that's been our joke around the office. There's something that you need. I mean, if, if get, get farmers. Farmers will find right. a way to overproduce that stuff. Um, That's exactly right. We, we figure apply that to our, our fish situation. You know, if, if we're having oh. uh, struggles with salmon runs and whatnot, get the farmers involved because they know how to overproduce stuff. For, in, in a short amount of time, there will be more fish than anybody knows what to do with if you put the farmers in charge.
1: Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. That's one thing we're good at. <laughs> That's entirely correct.
0: But it is crazy how that works. And you got to wonder, uh, you know, uh, any other developments in the market aside, if that kind of puts a ceiling on any potential price growth, if if that's all it takes for uh, production to start ramping up and then tamp down any of the increases uh, th- that have been made.
1: Right. And, and, I mean, in summary, there was an article, too, I think on Bloomberg a while back, that there's more and more dairies now that are large scale. And they're quicker to respond when markets are profitable. And so, you know, all it, I mean, the the flow of information is so quick. It used to be you didn't know your milk price, you know, until after you got your milk check. Whereas today you can see on the futures exchange where profitability is, where it's going to be. And, and we're quicker to respond to those markets anytime it is profitable and and. And, and that's a little bit scary too. We, these uh, big cycles of ups and downs, you know, of, of huge profitability followed by huge losses flatlined a little bit, which can be a little more deceiving because, you know, if you're under that cost of production, you're continually losing money and you don't ever have that reaffirmation of the up cycle to... You know, let you know that things are going to be okay, or give you a chance to kind of catch up with uh, potential accounts payable and making making the banker happy. So there's definitely challenges. You know, in this this market, it seems like a different market than you know it's been in the last several decades.
0: Well, and and we haven't actually said out loud the the appropriate adage here, which is if the prices are up, you put on more cows. But also, if the prices are down, what do you do? A- yeah, absolutely. You put we on keep, more cows. Uh,
1: that's right. We keep pounding out product, right? Because then it's a cash flow game, right? Yeah. It's a, absolutely. So, right? That's so a challenge.
0: again, overproduce. That's what what farmers know to, know how to do best. Unfortunately, you know, it, it's good for people wanting cheap, uh, stable food supply. It's not always good for farmers um, trying to make a living. But of course, there are a lot of other pressures too. And uh, like we're talking about coronavirus, just another pressure market wise um beyond the markets what are the big pressures on on dairy right now here as we come into spring 2020
1: it's been a it's been a wet spring you know we're uh we're hoping that things start drying out we can get back into the fields a little bit but it's it's definitely been a wet spring that's a concern uh you know it it really starts and ends with profitability you know we need that profitability and we've had a you know a couple months of that and so waiting to see how the rest of the year shapes out it looks like the back half of the year was going to potentially be better um but that's always a big concern, and then we're always facing environmental concerns out here in the in the Pacific Northwest. And so, making sure that we check all the boxes on on what's required of us, and, and making sure that we're able to, you know, apply manure in a, a timely fashion and an environmentally safe way. That's always a, a huge part of what we do, and and it's been it's been good for us. We've been uh, yeah, no no issues no issues on that. So it's been good. But yeah, just the regular challenges of coming into the springtime and the anticipation of planting a new crop
0: so with us right now is Dwayne Faber he grew up in Whatcom County but he ditched us uh, several years back and and moved down to Skagit County so technically he's a Skagit County dairyman he's at dfaber84 on Twitter where by the way he has 36.8 uh thousand followers Um uh, nice. You you, you really, you got to get to work on that, Dwayne. I mean, thirty (laughs) six point eight. You can, you can hit forty, right? Right. It's a little intimidating. What do you, what do you say
1: to I mean, that many people if you have a microphone like that? So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and again, as I mentioned, uh, talked about by some, as one of the most well-known farmers around, not just locally but nationally and beyond because of his social media footprint. You've been following the craziness, of course, with this coronavirus stuff. Um, and I don't know. What, I'm trying to figure out, Dwayne. I mean, thank goodness the cows don't need toilet paper because then you'd be in a world of hurt right now. What is this? <laughs> what is the psychology of people who have to hoard toilet paper? I mean, if you would have told us a year ago, you know, in a year, in 2020, it's coming up, there's going to be this viral outbreak and people are going to be buying toilet paper by the truckload, you'd be like, what? what? How? It's like a non sequitur. It's like, what, How does that go together? Right, right, going to
1: Costco and buying five years of toilet paper. I mean, you, you mean any single package of toilet paper at Costco is already a six-month supply. <laughs> and so go, go, going out and, and stretching that out to five years, I, I don't understand the psychology of that. But, well, it uh, may not be
0: a six-month supply if you're a high school student with some key enemies in town. Um, right. I just want to mention that there not that I'm endorsing <laughs> that and don't happen the police don't need to call me I know that's technically vandalism but you know there were the the large Costco packs that burned through rather quickly when a house got toilet papered back in the day
1: right right exactly or a big taco bell fan
0: too soon too soon yeah you're not supposed <laughs> to give away my secrets here uh, right. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it just shows it, it shows a desire for people to to do something right and so they yeah. hear on the news that hey this is gonna blow up it's gonna be an issue and so we want to do something and
0: well, I yeah, figure people feel like they need they need to stockpile something. There's just like right. this innate urge, I need to stockpile. Well, you're going to stockpile expensive stuff. So what's the right. cheap stuff? And if you think about it, what's the most bulky thing you can get for that price point? And it's probably toilet paper at Costco. You know? Right. So then you can feel like you've got a room full of supplies even though it's just, you know, right. Uh, TP, but, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't understand the psychology of it, and, and we're always late to react on stuff typically, right? And, um, you know, saving for retirement or making sure, I mean, you're, you're still more likely to die from heart disease than uh, coronavirus. So, you know, l- learn to get your physical house in order in that front before going and buying TP. You can probably do, do more for your health by going and jogging or uh hitting the hitting the elliptical
0: yeah there are memes going around about how it's scary how how hand washing is apparently a new thing to so many people like what what was going on (laughs) uh, up until now (laughs)
1: Right, right, yeah, exactly. Well, and then I, 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 was, I took a, I was on a plane and I coughed a couple times, and the guy sitting beside me, <laughs> he actually got up and moved, so he uh, didn't want anything to do with me, and then he Cloroxed his entire seat, you know, bef- before I sat down, and then uh, his new seat when he well, found a new seat, and so, where did
0: he get the Clorox, and how much did he pay for it? That's the question.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, if I was smart, I would have bought it you know three weeks ago and hit the black market
0: uh, (laughs) a black (laughs) market on Clorox and toilet paper again talking with Dwayne Faber Skagit County dairy farmer here on the farming show on KGMI News Talk 790 I'm Dylan Honkoop not to make light of this because some people are very sick with this uh it is primarily people you know uh, in immunocompromised um situations as we've been getting so familiar with hearing that term, you know, uh, folks who are older or maybe have, you know, they're battling some kind of other disease or something that's weakened their immune system. Um, so, you know, it, the good news, I guess, is that the bulk of the population apparently doesn't have a ton to fear from potentially getting sick from this. But, you know, there's the conspiracy theories out there, too, right now, uh, talking about how dangerous this virus could actually be. So, yes, we are having a chuckle. No, I don't want to make light of the people that are actually, um, you know, suffering from this and the deaths that have occurred and the concern that is out there. But sometimes you do just got to step back and say, maybe we're taking ourselves a little bit too seriously is that fair Dwayne?
1: It, it is it uh and i think the jury's still out i mean there's still a lot of unknowns about you know how far is it going to spread is it going to die off like a normal flu you know as we start getting warmer and and the sunshine starts killing more of the virus that's hanging out out there um yeah we'll we'll see where it all goes i mean there's definitely both sides of the spectrum right you have people that are calling this the apocalypse and gonna kill 15 20 million people and Others that say that it's no different than the flu. And so, yeah, we will see. It's definitely been a threat. It's going to have a huge impact on, on, you know, really every financial market. You know, it's definitely caused fear. And, um, you know, this, this you know this is the black swan that Nassim Taleb talks about where, you know, something completely unknown springs up. And it just has, you know, markets are in turmoil. And, and, and the dairy industry is, has not been immune
0: to that. Now, can cows get this? this virus i can't remember what the what the word is on that
1: right so the coronavirus actually on the dairy side we do vaccinate for a coronavirus in cows but it's a different species than the one that is going around in humans now covid19 correct not covid19 that exactly right and and similar to flus i mean you've got you know many different strains and but there has not been any data that the the virus in cows, cattle jumps over to humans. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see where it all goes. But.
0: Yeah. I've been seeing ag Twitter and, and other social media outlets full of farming people, which of course I follow all the time, <laughs> uh, posting pictures of their coronavirus treatments for their, their animals, Saying, "Oh, I'm I'm safe. Look, you know, we already have medicine for this." It's like, "No, no, no, no. That's that's not the same thing." Like, I I, I get the joke, but that's it's not the same thing, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't go take that cow, whatever it is, vaccine or or medicine or I what is that? What is it that you actually give cows for for Corona? Which obviously it's different coronavirus than than what humans are having. Right?
1: Yeah yeah so we, we give we give it to baby calves there's a pace called first defense and then there's a lot of uh, multi-way vaccines that have that coronavirus okay. vaccine in it and uh, yeah yeah if it was the same we'd already have the solution on the vaccine side you know for for the covid 19 right but it does the the vaccine on the cattle is different and so it it's not applicable um, I was talking to a veterinarian though and and there were some human side uh, medical researchers that have been reaching up to those in the know on the bovine side asking, you know, what does this vaccine look like? And, and it sounds like there's a lot of sharing going on between countries and trying to come up with a solution for a vaccine to help limit this. It, it, contrary to what Trump had said, it sounds like we're 12 to 18 months away from having a yeah. vaccine for it. But uh, yeah, it. I think, I think there's uh, a lot of really smart people working towards coming up with a vaccine and uh, hopefully we we get a solution sooner rather than later.
0: Dwayne Faber always good to chat with you great to have you here on the program with us you're you're talking with us uh, from Arizona this morning. what the heck are you doing down in Arizona are you on vacation?
1: I, I needed some vitamin D I, I was oh, just man. sick of the rain I was like I need to see that bright shining orb that apparently is out there somewhere so yeah no just uh, flew down to, to Phoenix to get away for a little bit and, and just sit in the sunshine and so catch catch some mariner spring training maybe yeah.
0: so. well i there has been just a whack of people gone from from up here over the it, for whatever reason it's the last few weeks that you know you look at facebook and everybody's been in hawaii or palm springs or arizona or vegas or something in the last few weeks here so uh, apparently uh, apparently it's not a ghost town here in linden because of covid-19 it's just cuz everyone's on vacation before everything gets crazy again in the farming community <laughs> That's
1: exactly right. Yeah, it's going to get a little wild. Although, yeah, the uh, it's been interesting. I, I it feels like I five is uh, a lot less cars on the road, it and then in the airport is. too. Yeah, airport too. There wasn't as many people in the airport, and it, it's having an impact, right? And so you can see the impact just in daily life, and it is going to have a financial impact on the markets and and uh, for some time.
0: Yeah, I told my buddy uh, yesterday, I said, let's go to Seattle. I mean, we're hearing about all these empty restaurants and whatnot. Like, this is the time to go. Uh, right, I, I right. Mean, that's the number one thing I can't stand about going down there is all the people. Well, if they're gone, I'm time to <laughs> exactly go to Seattle. right. Dwayne Faber, <laughs> again, thank you so much for being with us on the program here this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Dylan. It was a blast.